Corona, we're over it. But it is not over. <laughs> that was something Cindy Erasmus said this week. What a great thing to say that we are over it, but it unfortunately is not over. I'm not sure if you have heard that there's a new noun, in fact, to describe what we have been experiencing, and it is the Corona Coaster. So what the Corona Coaster is, it's the ups and downs of living life in a pandemic. And it's pretty much one day you love your bubble, you're doing home workouts and you're baking banana bread. And then the next you're crying, drinking gin for breakfast and you're missing people that you don't even like. That's the Corona Coaster. Not sure if anyone else has been on the Corona Coaster over the last few months. I definitely have. The Corona Coaster. And like those roller coaster clips we saw earlier, um, it's quite clear that some people love roller coasters and some people not so much. But it does feel like we've been on a bit of a roller coaster on the Corona Coaster. And um, whether you like it or not, um, it's been a long ride. And um, we know that too much of a good thing is not great <laughs> anymore. And too much of a bad thing, well, that is just horrible. <laughs> anyway, it's been a long ride. And um, we may be over it, but it is not over yet. And so you might feel a little bit like one of those children on a long car trip where you're saying, are we there yet? Are we, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Oh, hey, Mip, one more thing. Yes. When you come to this trench, swim through it, not over it. Trench, through it, not over it. I'll remember. Hey, hey, hey! Hey, hey, wait up, partner! Hold on! Hey, wait, wait, wait! I gotta, I gotta tell you something. Whoa. Nice trench. Okay, let's go. Oh, no, bad trench, bad trench. Come on, we're gonna swim over this thing. Whoa, whoa, partner. Little red flag going up. Something's telling me we should swim through it, not over it. Are you even looking at this thing? It's got death written all over it. I'm sorry, but I really, really, really think we should swim through. And I'm really, really done talking about this. Over we go. Come on, trust me on this. Trust you. Yes, trust. It's what friends do. That was a, a clip from Finding Nemo, and many of you might be familiar with that movie, and if you are, you would know that point in the movie. If you've never seen it before, Dory is the bluefish and uh, she suffers from short-term memory loss. And so even though she's just been warned, um, she doesn't even remember what she's just been warned about this trench. And so they come to this trench and they, they're ready to go through this trench. Well, Dory is at least. Um, they decide eventually, Nemo convinces her that they end up going up over the trench. And what happens is they end up running into a smack of jellyfish which is in fact the collective noun for jellyfish. Isn't that so descriptive? A smack of jellyfish. And they do indeed get smacked. And it's not a good point in the movie, but spoiler alert, it doesn't stop them from finding Nemo. Now I felt, and I have felt for a while, like Corona has brought us to this trench. And just like um, Nemo says, he says, it's got death written all over it. And um, I've had this picture of this trench for, for quite a while. 
And um, it's brought me to a scripture that has been going around and around and around in my mind and in my heart. And that's Psalm 23, where obviously um, David speaks about going through the, the valley of the shadow of death. And so I've had this picture of the trench and, um, and how Corona's brought us to this trench. Um, and so what I would like for us to do this morning um, or today is just to camp out in Psalm chapter 23 for a little while. And I'm going to read that to us right now. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Green pastures and dark valleys, the darkest valley in fact is what David says, or the valley of the shadow of death. It's quite a journey. This is one of the most famous psalms. I, I reckon that even people who have never read the Bible have heard of the psalm. And I believe that David gives us some really great life lessons for, for the journey, um, for any journey, for any journey that we might face in the future, and particularly for where we are right now. And he gives us great valuable lessons of how to journey through life. And so we might be happy that we're on this journey. We might not be happy that we're on this journey. We might not want to be on this journey at all, but we are on it. In fact, we're on it with the rest of the world. And um, there's no emergency exit. There's no emergency break. There's no big red button that we can just push and it will stop this Corona coaster. We're on this journey. And so today I just wanna share a few things about sheep, a few things about the shepherd, and I want to share a few things on how we can journey well. So firstly, the sheep. Now, um, the sheep is our role in this equation. If the Lord is my shepherd, that makes me a sheep. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's the most complimentary animal that God could have chosen. He could have chosen any word, any animal at all. Um, and so I'm not sure if a sheep is the favorite description that I would have given to myself. I mean, it's cute and it's fluffy and all, but it's, it's pretty nondescript, actually. It's, it's just blah, ah. See what I did there? <laughs> anyway, a sheep is pretty dumb, like that joke was. And um, I mean, I'm sure they're intelligent in some ways. But from what you can see from the outside, they don't seem to be able to make any decisions for themselves. They don't seem to be able to take any initiative. Um, they kind of just, they're just there. They're not thinking for themselves at all. And um, they're pretty docile. They apparently don't like the dark. They don't like loud noises. They don't like being alone. Um, and in a nutshell, I think a sheep is the most non-cool animal in the world, or close to at least. Um, there's nothing super descriptive about them. There's no cool markings or unique patterns. They've got will, but that's, yeah. They can't defend itself. It, it doesn't have any fangs or any cool talons or, um, or spikes. It's got no disguises. All it could do is run away. And even at that, they're not the fastest animals. 
And so, you know, it's not, it's not great, this description. I mean, we could have been the sheepdog. That would have been cool. But a sheep? Sheep are animals that cannot survive without a shepherd. Sheep are animals that cannot survive without a shepherd of some kind. Which brings me to the shepherd. Now in John chapter 10, Jesus describes himself as the shepherd. And so I just want to pull a few things out of that passage really quickly. I really want to encourage you to go and read that passage because it is, it's just great. But a few things about the shepherd. Firstly, he is good. John chapter 10, he describes himself, Jesus describes himself saying, I am the good shepherd. He is good. Secondly, he knows his sheep. Verse 3, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. He knows his sheep. Thirdly, he cares for his sheep. If we carry on reading, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. He cares for his sheep. And fourthly, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Sheep are animals that cannot live without a shepherd. And this is the shepherd we have. The good shepherd. This is the shepherd that we are journeying through life with that we are journeying through the valley with. And so when looking at how to journey well, I think our starting point is to acknowledge this, to acknowledge firstly that we are completely unqualified for the journey alone. We're unqualified to make this journey alone. But we're not alone. We have a shepherd. And who's our shepherd? Well, God is our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. God himself, Yahweh, he tends to my soul. He leads me on the right paths. God himself, what a beautiful, beautiful picture. What a beautiful, beautiful truth that God restores my soul. And so I want to encourage us in three things this morning as we journey together. Firstly, I want to encourage us to go obediently to follow. I want to encourage us to go on this journey obediently. We need a shepherd. As I've said, sheep are animals that cannot survive without a shepherd. You know, our culture says we should be our own boss, that we should lead ourselves. But if we look around ourselves, we have to ask our question, ourselves the question, how is it working out for us? And I would say not that well, because we need a shepherd. And so, we can't follow rebelliously on this journey and we can't follow passively on this journey either. The shepherd is not going to drag us. The way we need to follow is actively. 
We need to go obediently. We need to actively follow our shepherd on this journey. As he leads us to the pastures, as he leads us by the still waters, we need to actively follow him. And that part's not so hard because we actually want to be there. I think the hard part here is sometimes we want to run ahead of the shepherd and not follow him because we get something there. We get something by the waters. We get something by in the pastures. And so in those moments, we need to follow our shepherd. We need to actively follow him. And similarly, when he leads us through the darkest valley, we need to actively follow him. And I think this is a little bit more tricky because we don't want to be there. We don't want to be there. Just like they advise if you're wanting to lead um, sheep into a barn, that you should make the inside of the barn super light because animals or sheep don't want to walk into a place that's dark. And humans are the same in this way as well, that we don't want to go to the dark valley. In fact, most of the time we set up our lives so that we never have to go. We'll kind of have the opinion that if I'm responsible, if I'm wise, I don't ever have to find myself in the place of the darkest valley. And yet, what if God is leading us through the valley? Because most of our lives are not lived on mountaintops. And God is the God of everywhere, valley included. And he can lead us through the valley. In difficult times, he's there. He's there in the valley of trouble. He's there in the valley of weeping. He's there in the valley of the shadow of death. He's there in the valley of Corona. He is there. And he is with you. And in the valley, we're going to get to see another side of the shepherd that we wouldn't see by the still waters. How beautiful that we can get to know our shepherd even better in the valley. He leads us and we need to follow him actively. It doesn't matter about the situation, whether it's the pasture or the valley. We need to go obediently. We need to journey with him obediently and I wonder how you're doing in this part I wonder um, are you actively following the shepherd or are you being pretty passive in your walk at the moment or are you sitting somewhere and refusing to move do you know his voice John 10 says my sheep know my voice and that's why they follow me do you know his voice maybe there's some things that you need to change in this in this area of going obediently so that we can journey well. Take a few moments to think about that. Secondly, I want to encourage us to go fearlessly, to trust. Though I walk through the valley, I will fear no evil, David says. You can almost hear him saying, I'm not worried. He's with me. Check his staff. It's right there. He's got this. Even if my enemies show up, he's with me. He's going to fill my cup. He'll set a table for me right in the presence of my enemies. He's with me. I can rest. I can know peace. God will come through. And even if the worst happens, I will dwell in his house forever. If this God is for me, who can be against me? Do you trust God like that? Can we even trust God like that? 
You know, like Dory looks at Nemo and says, trust me on this. Yeah, trust. That's what friends do. You know what? That's definitely what sheep do. Sheep trust their shepherds. When, when the shepherd's there and they're following him, there's no worry, there's no anxiety. Sheep aren't there, you know, wondering what's going to happen the next day. They just follow their shepherd. Sheep also don't try to impress their shepherd. Sheep don't strive. They just kind of are, you know. They just hang out. And I don't know whether they're fearless, but sheep know how to follow. And sheep know how to trust if you want to see a picture of absolute peace and an absolute confidence, it's a picture of a sheep with his shepherd. They don't fear. God is with us. He's always with us. And we need not fear because God provides for us. Our shepherd provides for us. I'm not exactly sure what green pastures David's talking about here, what they exactly look like. Um, I've been to Israel once before and I don't remember seeing too many lush meadows. You know, I kind of have this picture of a sheep, you know, a white sheep lying in this green meadow. I don't know if that's the picture that there is. Apparently in Israel, there's not very much farmland. And so um, the shepherds and the sheep are kept out of those areas. Maybe they're allowed to go in after the harvest and glean whatever they can, but they're kept out of those areas. But where you see a lot of shepherds and sheep are on the hillsides. And there are hillsides in Israel that are called wilderness or midbar, but they're also known as green pastures. And so what happens is these areas have a little bit of moisture all the time. There's quite a lot of humidity in the air. And so as the wind blows across, especially kind of towards sunset, um, there's moisture that's in the air and it settles on the rocks. And the condensation runs down to the bottom of the rocks and these green tufts of grass spring up all around these rocks. It's really interesting. And shepherds lead their sheep across these hillsides to graze. And so the sheep are kind of walking along and they're grazing a little bit here, a little bit there. And as they are following, they are grazing on these green tufts of grass. If you look at some of the hills in Israel, you can even see these kind of grazing paths that have been worn into the mountainsides where the sheep have been led often and the sheep follow their shepherds every step. Now often our journey with the Lord is like that, at least in my experience, that God doesn't just plop me down in the middle of this green field and say, okay, there you are, you're set for life, you're never going to have to move an inch, you are solid, you know. But rather he gives us what we need for now and as those sheep kind of move along, I've, I've got a little bit for now and then they walk a bit more and I've got a little bit more for now. It's kind of that picture of giving us today our daily bread. There was a rabbi who said worry is dealing with tomorrow's problems on today's pasture. A beautiful picture. I don't know whether that's the case. I mean maybe maybe David in the psalm is speaking about a shepherd who plops us down into this lush meadow that's got green green grass and we're kind of sitting in this pasture of all our wants even if only for a season. I'm not sure. But I do know that God provides all we need. Our shepherd provides for us and we need not fear. We also need not fear because our shepherd comforts us and our shepherd protects us. Again, John 10, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They'll come in and go out and find pasture. 
The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Psalm 23 speaks about his rod and his staff that comfort and protect me. Speaks about our shepherd restoring our soul and renewing our strength. Says things like goodness and love and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. He lays a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He comforts me. He protects me. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. We need not fear. We can trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Walk with him. Journey with him. Trust him. We need not fear. I wonder how you're doing in this zone. Are you struggling to trust? Do you find it easy to trust? Right now where you are, Trust can only be grown as you spend time with somebody. And I wonder what adjustments need to be made in this. If your life is full of worry or anxiety or fear, how can you journey fearlessly? How can you trust? Let's spend a few moments just thinking about this. Thirdly, I want to encourage us to go together. Now, this point isn't particularly seen in Psalm chapter 23, um, but it is something that's been highlighted to me about sheep. And it's been highlighted to me about humans during Corona. Sheep are herd animals. They can't live alone. I was told that a sheep, if they don't have another sheep, they will make their own herd. They will create a herd. They'll find a cat or a dog or a human and they will make a herd. We are like sheep in this way as well. Humans are herd animals. We've seen the detriment of isolation on us as people. We were not meant to live life alone and we were not meant to journey alone. And so today, all I want to say about this is find your herd. I want to encourage you to find your herd and to go with them. If you don't have a herd, create a herd. We're not supposed to live life alone and when we do, we're in danger. I often come to a Wednesday, which is our life group day. And to be perfectly honest, sorry to my life group, I think, oh, it's life group tonight. I don't feel like another Zoom meeting. I'm exhausted. I don't feel like Life Group. And yet, after Life Group every single Wednesday, I come away feeling refreshed, 
feeling filled, feeling loved, feeling encouraged, feeling inspired, feeling connected. I feel fuller because that's part of my herd. And it's so great to journey together. And so don't give up on life group. Even if your life is more hectic than it has ever been before, carve out some time, invest, or your discipleship group, or your LTC, or accountability, or a group of friends. Find your herd. Connect to them. Maybe it's even church, like you just need to watch church together so you can be with your herd. Come and join us on our online platform at 10 a.m. just to be together. If you don't have a herd, find it. Find your people, make your herd. I've got a group of people that are actually all over the country. And what we do is we send voice notes. We all have pretty hectic lives at the moment, particularly in the season. And, um, and so we send voice notes. Sometimes they're really long and sometimes I only get to listening to them three days later or a week later. But there is something so awesome and so special. I find myself feeling so connected to these people. And there's actually something so healing about the fact that I know that these people all over the country have got my back and we're journeying together. And they're going to listen and they're going to love and they're going to pray for what I'm saying, even if they listen to it a few days later once their kids give them a chance to actually listen. So go together. Go together. Find your herd. Journey with the shepherd and with your herd. And I wonder how you're doing on this one. Maybe you need to invest a little bit more in your people. Maybe you need to carve out some time or prioritize time with your herd because we were not meant to do this on our own. And so maybe take a few moments to do that. I'm going to give it a little bit longer than I did for the last ones. Maybe you want to pull out your phone and even WhatsApp someone and say, you're part of my herd and I want to invest in that. Let's take a moment now. So as we end off today, I'm not sure where you are on this Corona coaster, whether you find yourself in lush meadows, or whether you find yourself in the darkest valley. But whether you're loving it or whether you're hating it, we're in it. We are somewhere in the middle of this trench. Are we there yet? No, we're not there yet. But we're journeying. We might be over it, but it's not over. But the way out is to journey through. Though I walk through the valley, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to camp out. You don't have to take selfies there. Please don't give up in the valley because the Lord wants to lead us through it. And so let's go. Let's go on this journey. Let's look up and let's acknowledge that the shepherd, the good shepherd, is leading us. And so let's follow, let's trust, and let's go together. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that you are with us. 
in times of incredible uncertainty, the thing that we can be certain of is that you are a good shepherd and you are with us. And so God, we pray that you would help us to trust you, that you would help us to follow you, that you would put people around us to make it a little bit easier for us. But God, may we journey with you and may you bring us through the dark valley. Thank you, God, that you are our shepherd, that you are our shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen.